I went through extreme torture as a child, having my hands and feet burned on a cast iron stove. I don't know how I even coped through this. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about how easy it is to grow up to hate God due to extreme horrible situations that happen in one's life. Now, all of us can live through very difficult situations, but when our eyes see horrible things, it can be tempting to not believe in the existence of God. I mean, how can a loving God allow for bad things to happen? Well, in our last show, Gina Gomez described how her stepmother would coerce her to clean the house and started using verbal and emotional abuse to get her to clean in a certain way. And eventually, it turned very physically abusive, where her stepmom would shove her head into walls and leave bruises on her body and on her head. Gina, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. Gina, I'm so sad to hear that you had to go through this type of abuse. And I understand as you got older, the beatings weren't working for your stepmom. And I understand that she resorted to something very scary using the cast iron stove. Tell us about an instance of that. Yes. So we had a gas stove and the gas stove had the cast irons on top. Mm -hmm. So she would preheat the stove with the gas. She would use mittens to pick up the cast iron and put it on the floor and would make me step on the hot iron so my feet would get burned. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, what led up to her doing this? It was always the cleaning. The cleaning wasn't good enough. It wasn't fast enough. Like, I never did a good job. Oh, my gosh. So that was my punishment since I wasn't doing what she was telling me to do when it came to cleaning. What was your emotional state as you're seeing this happen? What manner was she doing? Was she controlled? Was she yelling all over the place? What was this like? You know, I was filled so much with fear that I don't think I had any other emotion. I was just so afraid. Wow. I felt like my mind was already conditioned to that fear that I just did it because I knew if I didn't, either she would start hitting me with the belt again and she would force me to do it if I didn't do it. I had no other way out. Oh my gosh. So you're stepping your feet onto the hot iron grill and it's burning and are you even feeling it or are you just so afraid of her what were your emotions i felt it i cried i remember that i would cry a lot but i had no other choice and she was just there watching Gosh. she showed no emotion of empathy sympathy nothing wow and then there'd be times where she'd do it to your hands as well yeah with the hands it was easier she would just heat it up and she would put my hand and press on it to make sure i would leave it there Wow. She would press on top of mine and leave my hand there. Were you screaming? I would just cry. Oh my gosh. I probably would scream, but in tears. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's horrible. How did this affect your daily life, your school life? I mean, did you get good grades at school? No, in school I couldn't concentrate because she wouldn't allow me to do my homework at home either. She would tell me never to bring my homework inside the house. What? 
And if I did, she would throw my homework away. She would rip the papers and throw it away. Dang. So I could never learn at home. And in school, I couldn't focus because I was already thinking of what I had to go to home so I wouldn't get a beating. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry. Now, how did this behavior make you believe about God? I understand sometimes you even went to Catholic church. So did you believe in God or how did you feel about that? Well, my dad was Catholic. So I remember in my house, I would see a huge cross in front of our door. And I knew there was a God because that's what my dad would teach me. And he would tell me that he had a son named Jesus that died for us. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think he existed because in my mind, I'm like, how is there this God that made me so that I would live like this? Oh, I see. And in my mind, I was like, if he does exist, I hate him. Wow. So you kind of had this deep bitterness and resentment for God if he existed. Yeah, and I was very angry. I grew this anger towards him because I didn't understand if he was a God and supposedly he loved me and he made me with love. First, why did he allow my mom to die? And second, why did he allow my life to be like this? Wow. So you're thinking that there's no God at this point. It, it makes sense. Now, as you grew up, though, the abuse kept going on, right? Till you're older? Yeah, it, it was until my teenage years, it kept going. Wow. She just kept beating me and she started punching me. Oh, jeez. And at this time, I was already a little bit older, so I would hold her hands. But she was physically heavy. Mm -hmm. So my strength wouldn't compare to her strength because I've always been very thin. She would just punch me, beat me, throw me against the wall. Sometimes she would lay on top of my body because she knew she was heavier than me and she would just hit me in the face. Oh, my gosh. So you wanted to get out of here when you got older and you fell in love with a guy and you ended up having a child. What happened? I finally got to a point where I met this guy and I told him what was happening with me. And out of that relationship, I had a child. Mm. Since I had my child, my stepmother started kind of treating my daughter the same way when my daughter was kind of two. Oh, no. And you're living at home with her. Yes, I am. And I started seeing the same cycle because there was a cousin that would watch my daughter. Okay. And she told me, hey, you know, I see kind of a pattern here. And that's what kind of gave me the strength to kind of react and say, hey, I don't want to live here anymore. And my daughter, for her to go through this. Okay. So you were actually at home during that time. But then later on, you wanted to get out of there. And so you moved in with a girl who was a lesbian. And you found out when she kind of came on to you. Tell us about that moment. Yeah, I used to work at a retail store and she was one of my coworkers and I would tell her what was happening with me. And she was like, I'm going through a divorce. You can move with me. So I did. Mm. My daughter came with me and I had no idea that she was bisexual. Oh, bi. Because she was divorcing her husband. So I had no idea. Her husband. Got it. Yeah. And it was not until one of her friends told me that she was attracted to me and that she wanted to start a relationship with me. And so I accepted. You Wait, wait, what? So you just accepted? You're like, yes. Why? Because you never had same-sex attraction when you were younger, did you? No, I did not. I believe that I was seeking for love. Mm. And she offered that. She expressed how she felt about me and that she would take care of me and my daughter. Really? And I accepted. I said, okay, we're going to be a couple then. And that's how it started. We continued the relationship. She would provide for me, for my daughter. We would be intimate. She would just be kissing up on you and all this stuff. And your heart was just so hungry for love at this point, though it wasn't what you were naturally wanting. You were open to this. Yes, I was open to it. But I understand that 
still though, nature took over and you kind of were with other guys and stuff like that too. Is that right? Yeah. When I was in the relationship with her, I was with her, but I was also attracted to male at the same time. Mm-hmm. So during our relationship, I decided to end it. And when I decided to end it, I was seeing other guys. That's when her friends told me that she was doing black magic on me because she wanted me to stay with her. Really? And I understand that while you're going from relationship to relationship, that somehow you started seeking out a witch yourself. Yes, that did happen. It's like, it just kept following me. I would do my laundry outside and this witch came up to me and offered to do some readings on me. So that's how I became hooked. And as she did the readings, she offered to help me because she did say that she saw that my life was terrible and that I had suffered so much. Mm. And so that really intrigued me because I wanted someone to help me. I wanted someone to fix my life. This witch, she offered that. She told me, I can help you. Wow. So that looked very attractive. Let's stop there. I really want to hear what this witch did and then how you came to know Christ through all this carnage. So I can't wait to hear how all of this got turned around. Thanks so much for telling us your story. We're really looking forward to seeing you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Crazy, huh? Let's go deeper right after the short break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. We can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's a crazy testimony, huh? But if you look closely, it makes complete sense from a spiritual understanding. What am I talking about? Well, what really stands out to me is that there's a spiritual battle that's raging around Gina Gomez when she was a child. There are two clear opposing sides, and from the beginning of Gina's life, Satan had the ground in owning Gina's life and past. Even in the moment when she went to the witch in order to tell her of her future, the witch for some reason tells her of the presence of God trying to protect her, and that she had a chance to repent. But even in that moment, there was so much hurt in the past that she willingly turned away from God and kept moving forward into darkness. What is most interesting is in Gina's story, she's turning to the devil as if the devil is good and that God is bad. I believe that this is the very story that Satan has been working in the background of Gina's life to get her to believe this way. And it worked. It's almost like brainwashing. It's written in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 14 through 15. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Here was a stepmom doing all this evil in her life, yet probably portraying herself as good. And somehow Gina blamed God for the evil of her past. She stepped right into Satan's trap and sought out more power from the witch, more power from a demonic source. 
Beloved, are you aware of Satan's plan in your life? His plan is to steal, kill, and destroy your life or the things in your life, and then to do what? To blame you or to blame God for the results. Beloved, can I tell you the truth? God is a good God. He loves you. He doesn't want for you to stay in this perpetual place of wondering if God is against you or trying to make your life difficult. Jesus said clearly in John chapter 10, 10, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You heard it, beloved. God came in the flesh to pay the price of your sins, to bring you life and an abundant life. This is God's promises to us. And it's so hard because how many people, a whole slew of people in the world are wondering, gosh, does God really love me? Is God really for me? You know, is he going to be good to me? Lord Jesus, help us to understand your nature. Help us to know who you are. And according to scripture, Lord, we can know who you are through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, for the person who's saying, gosh, I don't know if God is good, but I want to taste and see that God is good. Lord Jesus, we ask for you to come into our lives. We receive you. We believe in you. We want to know how good you are in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. You can search us on social media by typing The Real Life Radio Show and follow us for more updates and content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. See you next time.